Welcome to the Who's on the Move SC podcast. I am your host, Alan Cooper. Today, we are going to be speaking with John Falk, the founder and president of Vigilant Labs. In October 2020, the company announced that it is investing more than $104 million and will create over 400 new jobs at its state-of-the-art COVID-19 test manufacturing facility in the Charleston Navy Yard. Its first major order in February 2021, the company announced it had completed and shipped its first major order antigen test kits for the use in the King of Hammers racing event. Vigilant Labs is a big story for the Charleston region and for South Carolina. John, tell us about your personal background and journey to founding Vigilant Labs. By way of background, I have spent a career as a lawyer as well as litigator in the national security and government contract arenas and growing up principally in Washington, D.C. And I have had the honor of serving the Congress of the United States for 21 years on the Congressional Award Foundation Board. I had earned the Congressional Award Gold Medal in 1986 for work that I did in college at Washington and Lee University, all about how to improve the military procurement process. And in 1990, the Congress amended the Congressional Award Act to mandate that actual alumni of the Congressional Award serve on the Congressional Award National Board of Directors. The reason I mentioned that, Alan, is that it was from that experience where I developed wonderful mentors that included a retired four-star Air Force General named Richard Lawson, one of the few Air Force generals to rise from private to four-star, including the European Command. And the reason that that's particularly relevant is that it was General Lawson who introduced me in early 2000s to Brigadier General Klaus Schaefer. General Schaefer had been the Assistant Surgeon General of the U.S. Air Force. It was General Schaefer that first truly educated me about the nature and dangers of bioagents and biothreats and pandemics. And it was General Schaefer who created a program called LEADERS, Lightweight Epidemiological Syndromic Surveillance System. To cut through that acronym, what it really meant for him was that in the post-Persian Gulf arena, he was charged with never allowing our military to suffer a situation like Persian Gulf, where they really had no idea the source or the causation of the ailments to our troops. And that's when he created the leaders program. Think about leaders as an early warning system that he devised using computers and networks in the late 90s. And it was all about being able to see all of the incoming new patients going into Air Force clinics or hospitals around the globe. 24-7, he needed to know the readiness of our pilots around the globe. Well, 
that was the inspiration for, and we embraced that. And that's what we called vigilant back in 2003. So while many people have not heard of us and have not seen us before and think, oh, these people are just an overnight success story. This really is an overnight success story that took 20 years to evolve. And leaders being the, the real impetus, I mentioned that because there was a young captain in the Air Force supporting General Schaefer. That would be one Todd A. Ritter, my chief technology officer for Vigilant Labs. Todd was one of the men and women who was responsible for deploying leaders on 9-11 to connect the emergency rooms of the 200 hospitals nearest the World Trade Center, as well as standing up emergency Air Force hospitals. It was Todd Ritter who, when we were facing the anthrax attacks, it was Todd Ritter who came to the fore as a nation's expert on how to identify, detect, and deal with major bio threats like anthrax, Ebola, tularemia. It's really nasty, nasty bio threats. So I'm honored to have on my core team, someone of Todd's capabilities. And he has, has he retired from the Air Force, joined a company called Idaho Technology. Much has been heard in the COVID context of PCR, polymerase chain reaction testing. It was Todd who was the, the leader of Idaho Technology who helped build that company from seven people to 800 people, which was sold for a billion dollars and was named BioFire. That product called the Razor is still widely used across the military. And I'm giving you this background to understand that so much innovation that we Vigilant Labs are embracing today has emanated by excellent innovation from our US Air Force and our military. We are all about bringing the benefits of that technology forward to our military, as well as to the, the, the public sector and the, and the commercial and, and retail arena. That's really the, the, the motivation is we recognize based on all of the experience that myself, Todd and others have, that fast, accurate and reliable testing information given to the right people can save lives. We understand that and we see the criticality of that in this COVID-19 pandemic. Maybe clarify the difference between the core businesses of Vigilant Inc. and Vigilant Labs. Vigilant Inc. we started in 2015 mm -hmm. in Wyoming. Vigilant Inc. is all about advanced technology and software designed for enhanced decision making and utilizing interoperable communications and a command and control capability to aggregate a lot of data and put it in the right context. That was the original vision of the leaders program with General Schaefer. 
in 2015 and the years following that, we employed that framework, that notion to unmanned systems because of work that I had been doing in support of our military, dealing with drones and, and unmanned systems. And literally, Alan, in March, March 5th of this past year, we had received a U.S. Air Force AFWORKS CIBER Small Business Innovation Research Grant that was all about our command and control capability in the title of All Domain Operations Interoperability. Namely, how can we connect a variety of very complicated command systems to allow them to talk to each other because we were dealing with so much different data and tracking information and to enable, whether it be the military or public safety and law enforcement, better tools to deal with unmanned systems or drones. Literally 10 days later, as the pandemic grew in severity and the recognition of its severity, I received several phone calls from people that have been mentors of mine for 20 years saying, John, you really have to bring Vigilant back to its roots of its Air Force biosurveillance capability. And we began to reorient Vigilant and our mission set to be Vigilant Labs focused on the pandemic. Talk about the King of Hammers event in 2021 and how that impacted the company. The King of Hammers event really demonstrated and validated a key element of our technology, our technology framework, and its employment. So the Vigilant Labs VLMS platform, we are agnostic to individual tests or test types. We embrace a variety of different antigen, antibody, as well as novel new forms of isothermal PCR tests. And our magic is to bring them into a data framework where we can enable an individual user to be connected with an individual test and an individual test result and be able to provide to them and the host a digital credential that we refer to as the VPASS. We believe that the King of Hammers event was the first wide, widely attended public event where thousands of people were able to be responsible with their pre-planning and, and testing by receiving antigen test kits that were CE marked and under CDC guidance, that enables a CE marked device or test kit to be used for screening and surveillance. Those tests were able to be delivered to those people desiring to attend the event. They received the test kit. Just like we go to so many of these amazing restaurants in Charleston and we have to use our phone to secure the menu on a QR code, we included a, if I could, um,
a card that included here mm -hmm. a QR code and that described to each of the recipients a step-by-step -step instruction plan. And <clears throat> as soon as they completed the, they could take their phone, apply the QR code, go to our website. They could see an instructional video with our CTO walking them through the test. They could then take the test. They could then take the test cassette with their result and attach that and place that right under the barcode for that specific test issued to that specific person and provide their information on the very easy to fill out web form, submit a picture of their test result and <clears throat> the label with the VLMS signature number that would then be loaded. And then we would in turn issue to them a V-Pass, which we refer to as the digital health credential. Basically a QR code, just like is on my business card, yeah. issued a QR code specifically to the person that had taken the test. So that now, just like if I want to go, uh, fly a United flight or a Southwest mm. flight, I'm going to check in in advance and I'm going to receive a barcode, a, uh, <clears throat> a boarding card electronically. This is very similar to that where now I have a credential. These participants for King of Hammers were able to provide that to the people at the event and They've paid for their ticket. It was connected between the ticket and their identity and their test result. And they went in and had a wonderful, healthy and safe event. That we believe is a milestone in terms of a truly digital health credential tied to an individual, tied to an exact test, test result and providing a meaningful credential to that individual. We are all about empowering the individual, not empowering a um, <clears throat> larger organization, public or private. Mm -hmm. We, as I was explaining to uh, a young mother of three earlier today, I've been blessed to have three beautiful children and I, I do remember them as toddlers. And I remarked, I could not imagine having three toddlers in this year of COVID. And when I think about where Vigilant Labs is going, we are all about embracing some existing tests and helping accelerate getting those tests into individuals' hands. But we are all about building upon that existing technology to create our own V-slide, which will be an antibody and or an antigen test that can be then inserted into a lab in your hand, a cube. That V slide will be inserted into the Resolute Reader and that will perform the following functions. One, you'll be able to look at the V slide just as you can see current LFIA tests today and see your own results. The magic is turning that 
result into a digital report. So now the V-slide is inserted into the Resolute Reader and the Resolute Reader's job is to validate and verify the result, to timestamp, date stamp, and GPS locate where mm -hmm. John Falk just took that test. And with Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, to then send that result as a QR code, fully encrypted and protected to me as a digital report. That accomplishes several things. Now John Falk can be in charge of his own testing and, and health maintenance. Wow. And for Governor McMaster or the head of DHEC, imagine 500 people who were in their cars at a Walmart parking lot and waited in line to finally get up to the front of the line, have their sample, their, their, their nasal cavity swab, and then they drive away and pray that they're going to learn their results in 10 or 13 days. The Vigilant Lab's view of that is that that's archaic and that <clears throat> those same 500 people should be able to be registered, issued the test, enabled to take the test on the spot and have a digital credential that they can personally use themselves before they've left that parking lot. And from a public health standpoint, an anonymous version of the aggregate test results of the 500 persons that were just tested can be seen near real time by Governor McMaster or the head of DHEC. Mm -hmm. So that now we can be providing our key decision makers more important, relevant, and timely data. If I could make a note, what I learned from General Schaefer back in the early 2000s, there was a Professor Kaufman, and he had a, a brilliant curve that was used and published extensively talking about Hours and minutes matter in terms of an anthrax attack, an anthrax infection. I have been marked <clears throat> by the lessons learned from that research and that time does matter with any person that becomes affected or infected by COVID-19. And being able, we, we believe deeply in testing, testing, testing. That's true even with the, the oncoming vaccinations, which we applaud. We recognize that, vac that testing, inexpensive and reliable testing like Vigilant Labs is bringing forward can be used to help with triage, who should be first in line for the vaccinations. But we've also learned from some of our top medical and scientific brains that there are a variety of variants that are being well discussed and widely discussed. And we believe that testing will be able to help give confidence to those that have been vaccinated, that the vaccine is continuing to provide that, that uh, protection that it's intended to provide. And one of the the motivations early on in the early April, May timeframe, Alan, 
that was so compelling to me and our team as real patriots. And, and we recognized the national security threats of these kinds of pandemics. We early on saw and had the vision of creating our own digital testing platform, the vSlide and the Resolute Reader. And one of the key elements in these tests for lateral flow immunoassay is the small test paper. And I will pull one of these Siena seroclinic COVID-19 tests forward. And in the middle, there's a small piece of test strip. Well, Alan, with our own ideas of a, a method for cassette and a method for a, a digital platform, the Resolute Reader, we wanted to quickly determine what sources of supply of those LFIA test strips were possible. Mm -hmm. What we learned, council provided us a list of 31 FDA approved, cleared COVID-19 test strips. As we started digging into those sources of supply, we were shocked to realize that 30 of the 31 were front companies for Chinese manufacturing. Some in Houston, some in LA, some all over the country, but they were really just a front company for manufacturing sources in China. Hmm. It has not been widely reported or, or discussed that also the government of China very clearly in the May-June timeframe blocked further exports of those LFIA test strips key to so many of the, the, the more rapid and, and inexpensive test means. And we can let people make their own judgments as to the why. But that was an inspiration, Alan, for us to recognize the critical and national security need to be manufacturing LFIA test strips for COVID-19 in Charleston, South Carolina, in America, and in Laramie, Wyoming, where Vigilant Inc. is headquartered. And did you, did um, Vigilant start production of those LFIA strips or, or just ramp up more production? We are in the process of, that's exactly what we're going to be doing right behind me, Alan, in oh, building nice. 74. But we chose this building because of its ability to enable us to rapidly install the manufacturing gear and equipment and be able to not only manufacture the test strip, but also the plastic cassettes, assemble them, and to be able to put those test kits together in total here in Charleston. Talk about your choice to locate in Charleston, South Carolina. Why South Carolina? Why Charleston? I was asked back in 2007, 2008, to support a company called Force Protection that was ironically incubated at the Charleston Navy Yard. And I had had and developed a expertise in foreign military sales as an attorney and uh, I had been asked by the Undersecretary of Defense for Counter-Narcotics, Counter-Terrorism Prevention Office to help companies like Force Protection 
to bring their MRAPs, their buffaloes, their cougars forward to Pakistan and the Pakistan army. And that's when I first started spending time in Charleston supporting that great company. And that's when I saw firsthand the Charleston Aviard. I saw how the state of South Carolina, regardless of party or political affiliation, were all about nurturing and supporting and helping build that company for the benefit of the people of South Carolina. And I thought it was spectacular. I also learned that this is an amazing intermodal hub. South Carolina does not get enough credit for its unique intermodal status. By way of example, yeah, I'm honored to, well, one of our wonderful advisors is another South Carolina resident. That's T. Michael Mosley. 18th Chief of Staff of the United States Air Force. General Mosley articulated to me his enthusiasm for being one of our key advisors by noting that he was one of our military leaders that had to sign a bunch of orders for our young men and women to be thrust into harm's way in Iraq and Afghanistan and was well aware of the chemical and biological threats that they would be facing. And he became completely energized and excited about the vigilant roadmap and the notion of being able to eventually give them a kit and a testing mechanism to be able to ensure their safety down the road. The other thing he, he educated me about was the fact that as the leader or the chief of staff of the Air Force, he was very proud of an entire fleet of Air Force cargo planes that are located at the Charleston Air Force Base and Joint Base Charleston. And his true desire is to see us manufacturing these test kits and capabilities and being able to have them on pallets and able to be distributed to the military, or to our public nationwide within hours. That's another aspect of by land, by air, by sea, Charleston makes so much sense. Maybe just talk a little bit about the scope of your investment here. What, what you kind of see as, as the next couple of years and, and scaling up Vigilant Labs in Charleston. So as a startup, we're very mindful of the need for raising seed capital, as well as we are very heavily focused on a series of U.S. military opportunities. Um, the Siena antibody test, we're one of the first companies, even as small as we are, we're one of the first companies in the country to already have a COVID-19 test kit on the General Services Administration schedule. That's a big deal from the standpoint that any federal agency, any state and local agency can simply electronically purchase these kinds of, of test kits. And we are seeing the need based on the, the projecting, the projections surrounding the need for testing that 
there could be requirements dropping in the next few weeks for tens of millions of these kinds of tests per month. And when you start thinking about that, those kinds of numbers, that's why in our profile, we have projected being able to establish employment, new employment of over 400 people over five years. Quite honestly, as I saw with force project protection, force protection went from being a $27 million company a year in annual sales in 2007 to over a billion dollars in 2008 because of the need for MRAPs. We believe that some of the federal spending and investment for testing, we believe we are well-equipped, well-qualified and capable to be considered for many of those large contracts. And we believe that, that any of those awards could change the dynamic scope and, and nature of what this investment looks like um, in a year, much less six months from now. And finally, maybe talk about the next couple of years for Vigilant Labs. What opportunities do you see for the company? Our chairman is T. Allen McCarter. And Alan McCarter, um, I'm honored to have as a mentor and as my chairman. And this is a fellow who was a combat fighter pilot in Vietnam, was the, the quarterback for the U.S. Air Force Academy, was um, one of the founders of FedEx, and supported Fred Smith getting that great company off the ground, was Ronald Reagan's FAA administrator and understands aviation and aerospace and how critical that is to our economy and the movement of, of people safely. And most recently, he had been the CEO of Airbus Americas. It was through Alan McCarter that we literally three weeks ago, Alan, talk about being thrown into the deep end of a pool, receiving the calls from our friends at the King of Hammers saying, we need thousands of these tests into people's hands as quickly as possible. And through Alan's relationships, we received great support from Elizabeth Tanellis of FedEx here in Charleston. And what we really want in the med tech biotech space, we totally embrace the FedEx model. And where now meets next is their new logo. And we really embrace how, when you look at Federal Express, as soon as Alan takes a package to a FedEx shop and delivers it and pays for its shipping, you know from that moment until its eventual delivery, where that is. We're taking the same approach, Alan, to COVID-19 testing and giving you the power. We want to empower you, the individual, to know what your health situation is. And COVID-19 is, is horrific, and we are all about addressing this threat. But we recognize that this capability can be applied to influenza A and B, can be applied for cancer, patient management, cardiac care, diabetes, 
aside from Ebola and the myriad of other bio threats. And I think that it's, it's uh, naive to think that we will not in our lifetimes see another pandemic of maybe mm-hmm. not this magnitude, but the ability for human beings to, to transport themselves around the globe in hours and spread infectious disease is today much different than it was a hundred years ago. And the mobility of our uh, people in our country and the, the, the global stage is going to continue to um, present that additional risk. And we believe that combining technology with first-class science and technology, uh, we can bring a, a positive contribution forward here. 